Hey fuckers, welcome back to the podcast. Today we travel back up north to San Jose. We talk to Alex Herrera. You might know him from bands like Spinebreaker, his podcast, the Green Sticker Horror Podcast, or maybe you train Muay Thai with him at AKA. But this was really fun for me to talk to Alex. He's a fellow podcaster, so he kind of knew what was up from the start, which was awesome. Just super laid back, fun to talk to. And I just really appreciate the kindness from him and everybody else that I've talked to from up north. It just blows my mind how nice everybody is up there. It's super awesome to think about. And we talk about so many awesome things, mixed martial arts, we kind of tap into horror a little bit. I'm not super knowledgeable about it. And we also talk about what's up with Spinebreaker. So I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Please strap in and welcome Alex Herrera to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Alex. Yeah, awesome. Fun. Uh, good to be here. Yeah, it, it's been, uh, I feel like it's been a long time and maybe it's just the way that I schedule these bookings, but I feel like I hit you up to do this like a, like a long time ago. Yeah, I want to say it was like late August or something like that. Damn, was it, has it really been that long? Jesus. I think it's been like two months. Yeah, I, but I mean, shit, I, I got a busy schedule, so. That works. Yeah, I, I can't remember because I know I, I did a podcast with somebody from up north and you had um, some nice things to say about it on Twitter. And I, I think that's what led me to I'm hitting you up to come on this. Yeah. Yeah. That was after the, the one with Sammy. OK. Oh, OK. Yeah. That definitely makes a lot of sense. That one yeah. got a lot of traction. Shout out to Sammy from Drain. Yeah. Shout out to the nicest guy on the planet. <laughs> Yeah, but um, there's so many things that like we have in common. Um, the first thing I, I kind of want to jump into is um, when I first hit you up, you didn't have a podcast, and here we are today. You have your own podcast. If I'm not mistaken, you guys are two episodes in. Yeah, we're two episodes in. Yeah, it's Green Sticker Horror Podcast. And can you kind of um, talk about the name? Because I'm not sure if that has like a particular meaning or if that's just something you guys decided to pick. Yeah, it's like a, it's related to horror in the way that like video stores used to, they used to put the little green horror sticker on the videos, on the VHS uh, tapes and shit like that. So interesting, just kind of a little thing. And are, are you talking about like when you'd walk into like a, like a blockbuster, is that what they would do? Or are you talking about like a, like a Suncoast, if anybody remembers what that is? I've actually never heard of that, but like, uh, you know, where, wherever you'd go to buy VHS, I'd believe blockbuster did it too just to you know to make sure that the parents know what their kids are getting okay that kind of thing yeah for me growing up i i was never like super into horror um which is weird because um in my later years i'm, I'm now finding that um, my mom is a huge fan of the genre because i um share a 
Netflix and Hulu account, and she just asked me. To, <laughs> uh, she, she just asked me to teach her how to navigate to the horror section, and I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah, and I was like, okay, like I'll do that. But I, I literally had no idea that she was into like those movies. But it kind of makes sense because. Um, I think, and this sounds so crazy, but I think the last time um, her and I actually went to the movies, we went and saw H2O together. Halloween H2O? Yeah, which that's like a throwback. You think about how long ago that was. You know, I I haven't been to the the movies with my parents in forever. What did you think about that one back then? Uh, For me, I, I remember walking out of the theater thinking like, the franchise is done. They chopped off his head. It's over. Like, what are they going to do? But, you know, yeah. later find out that it wasn't him in, in the costume. It was somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. And they've, uh, they've obviously kept it, kept it going. There's been what, like, uh, four movies since that one, I think. Um, yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. And I, I know they just started production on, um, a new one. Cause I, I saw Jamie Lee Curtis tweeting about her being on set. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, Halloween Kills. So it's the sequel to the one that came out. Was that 2018, I think? Yeah. that. And uh, were you a fan of that um, That Halloween? Which one? That, that new one? Yeah. Uh, I thought it was okay. It, You know, it's better than all the... You know, there's they have a ton of really, really bad sequels. So it's like, obviously it's going to end up being closer to the top, but it's not. It's definitely not my favorite. It's probably not even my top three. I I I'm, can't remember which one it was exactly, but uh, which was the one with Buster Rhymes? That's a uh, resurrection. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I, I just love the scene where he just jump <laughs> kicks. <laughs> he dude. does. Yeah, dude, it's so ridiculous. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't like call it like a Halloween like resurrection with like a capital Z or something like that. Because like, <laughs> dude, back then they used to like if it was like it had anything to do with like black characters predominantly it was like something in the hood or like you know shit like that like uh put a z at the end of the of the title or some some stupid shit like that you know yeah i can't like i I remember watching that uh leprechaun and he made it to the hood (laughs) yeah leprechaun in the hood (laughs) so stupid we actually plan on doing a whole like series of of leprechaun movies (laughs) <laughs> Hell yeah, that that's super awesome. Uh, so I, I was listening to episode one, and it, it kind of hurt my feelings. There was a lot of negativity towards Disney Plus. <laughs> it's all fun and games, like, dude. Devin, Devin's the one that he's the one that was doing all those ads. Yeah, he'll he'll front like he ain't a Disney head, but then the next week he went to Disney and was like it all up in Star Wars land. All up in, all up in Toontown, taking okay. videos with this girl. That's so funny. Okay, so all right, all right, okay. Disney collection. All right, okay. So then I won't take it so personal. No, yeah, um, it's all just fun. Yeah, no, and I, I definitely um, uh, like your guys' podcast because I'm not like th- super knowledgeable about horror, but it's cool to hear you guys talk about something that you guys are like passionate about and definitely like have way more knowledge about it than me. So I, I always like to listen and be able to learn new things. Yeah, exactly. That's like kind of our thinking going into it. It's like we're not just trying to, you know, you're just trying to, you just uh, go into your own echo chamber. Then like, what's what's the point? You're only going to get so many fans like you know, if somebody wants, if, you know, if they've seen a couple horror movies, they can tune into ours and they'll learn something and maybe get a little more interested. And, you know, we want to get people into it, even though, you know, obviously we're very opinionated and 
negative in a lot of aspects, but you know, I think it's kind of lacking in these days. Yeah. And I, I just definitely like knowing that um, people that I know are starting to do their own podcasts because for me, I, I'm like, I, I, it's so weird because like, I'm so like antisocial, but at the same time, like, I just kind of want to like, just talk to people. Like I might hound all my friends with like phone calls, like texting is cool, but like I way more prefer to actually just talk. Cause I feel like I can express myself better that way. So knowing that more people like in our, you know, our like alternative circle or whatever, um, are starting to do their own podcasts for me, it's cool. I, I just love being able to kind of just like tune in and just get like a different perspective of that person person yeah it's really nice to like actually have too much to listen to right now you know there's tons of music coming out then there's tons of podcasts coming out which is i'm i'm kind of burnt out at the moment on music so i'm just like i've just been going through different podcasts of all kinds of people so it's you know it's really nice hearing different perspectives and you're not just like in your same same group of people either and have you guys had always wanted to do a podcast or is this something that just kind of popped up out of nowhere? Um, I think that Devin and John were kind of the ones that were, were going to do it. And I think Devin was talking about it for a long time. Um, and then they were going to start it and I, uh, they actually had me, uh, just to be a guest, like on, on one of their, I think it was going to be the second episode. Um, cause they already had one together recorded. But then we watched a movie and then like it, the sound was just not really coming out very well. So we were just like, fuck it. And then, you know, I was going to grab a mic and shit just to help him out. And then he's like, Hey, do you want to, you want to come, you know, like it seemed, it was fun watching the movie. We were all just kind of riffing off each other. Do you want to be on the podcast? Like permanently? I was like, fuck yeah, I'm down. That's awesome because that's cool that you're willing to go that extra step to get the mic to just have the audio quality, the audio quality be better, but then them just be like, Hey, why don't you just be a part of it? Yeah. I mean, might as well, I guess. I mean, you know, two people's good. Three people's good. I mean, as long as it wasn't going to be like a fourth or a fifth person, like I, at that point, I'd feel like I was just like tagging along for the ride. Yeah. In doing this podcast, like I've had on like full bands and as cool as like I like think it would like would have been like it turned out to not be like my better episodes just because there's um so many people and then for me I'm just kind of like ah oh, like I don't want anybody to feel left out so I'm trying to talk to everybody but then I just feel like the conversation is just moving like way slower and sometimes like people aren't paying attention and they get distracted so for me I like to have it just be me and Max like two other people like uh, like any more than that I, I feel like uh, it's just too crazy like too many people yeah you're right on that like it, it just uh it slows the conversation down you end up asking you know one person one thing and then maybe even the, another person the same thing and then you kind of like try and try and rain, like wrangle it all a bit back in and yeah that can get really frustrating and then you don't get all your points across if you're trying to do a like if you're kind of time restrained and shit you know yeah i definitely feel that so uh, it's, it's definitely cool to, you know, be able to control the conversation and just be, you know, three people max. So the fact that you didn't feel like you're tagging along for um, the podcast you're part of now, I think it's cool. And when I first tuned in, I'm always worried about 
people's audio quality because for me I, I always just oh try my to, god i yeah. always try to strive for the the best auto like audio quality that i can produce and i that's why i always ask people um to do it over skype preferably just because i like the audio through skype better versus on, like on phone like through the phone yeah granted i've done some podcasts with people on their phones and it sounded amazing but nine times out of ten it's not going to sound as good as it would on skype so when I tuned into your guys's first episode and I heard the audio quality, I was like relieved. I was like, okay, cool. These guys are definitely taking it serious enough to actually produce like good audio that they want to put out and not just like, like, you know, really bad audio, which like definitely grinds my gears. Yeah. And I'm not even like a, like an audio freak, like, uh, but like when it comes to a podcast, I'm listening to you talk. I feel like you guys should all kind of be at least have all the same mic. And like maybe, you know, I, best case is be in the same room. But like, yeah, you know, you got to put a little bit of effort. Like we, our mics are only like forty dollars each, and we just recorded on uh, on Devin's Mac. You know, that's it's pretty pretty DIY compared to a lot of other people's. Yeah, and for me, I this whole thing spawned like people who've been listening know that this whole thing spawned out of me taking a break from doing Twitch. So I, I just literally use the same microphone that I used when I would uh, when I used to stream. And as oh, far perfect. as like um like producing the audio and like mixing and stuff, like I do it all through Adobe Audition, and it's just me learning everything from watching like YouTube videos, and I just try to do the best that I can with the knowledge that I have. And I'm always trying to learn how to do it better, but it's just a process. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily Devin's the one that handles all of that. Like I, I wish I could, like, I, I just don't have, I don't have like, we just don't even have like the same, like he's got a Mac and I've got a PC and my PC isn't like, you know, something crazy and I want to be able to help, but it's like, I already do. I have so many things on my plate. Like, uh, Man, adding editing into it, fuck, that shit takes people's lives. Honestly, there's been times where, like, so the the way that, that I used to do it, I used to just do um, intro music right into the podcast, um, but then it got kind of stale because I used to um, used to start it the same way. I would be like, oh. Um, can you introduce yourself? And I just felt like it was like very routine, and I didn't like that. So I just kind of cut out like having the guests introduce themselves to me doing like the introduction solo so giving the listeners kind of an idea on what they're getting um, into for that episode so i now i just record the episode and then i'll do the intro solo afterwards and then i piece it all together and there's definitely been times where i go to record like the intro and like i just have like like this like mental block where i just can't come up with anything cool for the intro or like i'll go to bed thinking like fuck i have to wake up and do all these edits like i think i'm just gonna quit the podcast because like sometimes <laughs> like it, it gets to be like a, a lot of work and I, I don't have any help um and i've thought about like trying to get some help so anybody out there maybe we can work something out but Literally did everything all. like all on my own and it's definitely a lot of work, but I still do it because I love it. And, um, I, I just want to put these conversations out there for people to listen to because it, it's something fun for me. And, um, it seems that, uh, the people that I've been having on the podcast, people have been taking interest. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's always interesting listening to, you know, even if it's not anything like, it's not like some crazy like scientist or something, you know, just have hearing a perspective on 
on anything is cool to me. Like I'm, I'm down to listen to even people I don't even agree with, you know? And yeah. And about the editing thing, like you might, you may, you may like struggle with it, but in the end, like you're, you're going to get the way you want it to sound. Like if you were to go out and get help, who knows how it would end up coming out and how much like you would end up like be putting in still in the end, you know, just trying to get it the way you want it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's a big stressor for me too, because at least right now, um, since I'm doing all the edits and everything on my own, like I know that it's going to get done and done the way that I want and on time. And I think if I did outsource to somebody else, like I, I might be like stressed out like a little bit until like they've like proven that they're like legit and can, you know, do it right. Yeah. And most of the time they probably would get it right pretty quick. And you know, you just gotta, you kind of just gotta listen to, to a couple of your episodes and oh, okay, this is the kind of the way he wants it. And then, you know, just go from there. But yeah, I feel that like to- totally stress could be, could just t- come out like total shit. You know, the levels could be totally off. You never know. Okay. Um, real quick. I, I kind of just wanted to um, change gears for a second. That's you good. play in a band called Spinebreaker. I said, do and I, I'm actually not sure what you do in the band. I, I just know that you're in it. Oh shit! No, I do vocals. Oh wow! Okay, that's that's so funny. You know, I I just imagine. I'm not gonna lie. I I, I imagine you playing like guitar or something. Oh no, dude! I wish I've I, I've tried to pick it up a little bit. I've kind of fell fallen off the. You know, I've been trying to teach myself like on the acoustic and a little bit of electric, but okay, fuck, that shit's so hard. <laughs> Trust me, I, I I wish I could play the guitar. I've uh, the and I, I've told the story once. Um, my buddy invited me over to teach me how to play bass. So I was like, okay, cool. Like maybe I'll just like learn bass and I'll grow into learning how to play the guitar. And I guess he didn't realize that I was left-handed. So like when I showed up, he was like, oh shit. He's like, just try playing it like right-handed. And I was like, dude, this doesn't feel comfortable. Like I can't do this. So like, it just didn't work out, and I just never tried again. Yeah, that's how uh, our guitarist Elliot, who's also the vocalist of Gulch, that's how he learned how to play guitar originally. He's a lefty, and his dad got him a right-handed guitar, and then he just started playing right-handed. That's crazy. Yeah, uh, that's fucking wild that people can actually commit to something that they're totally not comfortable with. So, are are you, you guys like San Jose proper? What do you mean by like, uh, like uh, we live um, in San Jose? Uh, yeah, like the band is. Are you guys from like San Jose? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, born and raised. I think the only one that's not necessarily from here is Joseph, but he he claims that he was born in San Jose, so we'll give him a pass on that. Okay. <laughs> he claims. Okay, we just gotta have him produce his birth certificate, and we'll figure that out. Yeah, I need that picture. <laughs> uh, speaking of pictures, I uh, copy of it. Um, he went viral. Like, uh, was it like a month or two ago with that coffee <laughs> picture that he posted? Yeah, Joseph the barista. Damn, that's crazy. Like, I, I saw that and I was like, okay, I was like, that looks definitely like hard. Like, I've never made coffee like that. And then I just started seeing it everywhere and people trying to like, like imitate what he was doing. It was pretty, pretty funny. Yeah. Apparently people go into his coffee shop all the time and recognize him from that meme. Wow. That, that's so funny. And I'm sure that like, obviously like situations like that, like you post things up like that and you never think that it's going to go viral. No, you just no do way. To, yeah, you just do to try to be funny, and then just by chance, it just explodes. Just blows up, but you know it's cool. I mean, I'm sure he's not complaining that <laughs> you know people know that he has some skill when 
when he's making their coffee. So, so your band Spinebreaker, um, you guys seems like it, there was like a big point when you guys were like pretty inactive. Was there a reason for that? Um, no real reason. Um, I mean, I have two kids. Uh, Cole is one of our guitarists. He's got a kid who's you know baby still. I have one that's a baby still. One of them's a four year old. So it's like you know it just gets life just kind of gets in the way and yeah we're not able to like tour very often or play out of town super often and it's been a while since we put out music so and then you know other bands like gold just taken off like crazy so of course they're getting the they're going to get more of the love and the more of the time put into it just because you know people are, are really fucking into them right now so we're just take, kind of taking a backseat and practicing it here, here and there, writing. So we got material that's going to get coming out at some point soon. Yeah, because you guys put out that promo tape. It, it was like the beginning of summer and yeah, had, had a cover. And I just was always wondering like when you guys were going to announce for new music. Like I don't know if you guys were going to do like an EP or a full length. Yeah. So, yeah, we put that out and I, I actually, we, we kind of all expected to, to be able to announce something by now, but you know, it, we kind of, yeah, it just kind of took a back seat again. Yeah. We're not like a super serious band. We, we, we love the band. We both play music, but we're not like, we're not like over here stressing about it. You know, it's kind of, you know, we do it for fun and it's going to happen when it happens kind of thing. Um, but yeah, we plan on putting out an EP, probably like a 12 inch EP. So it'll be, you know, longer than the average, but uh, it's not going to be a full length again because fuck that. Writing a full length is miserable. For and sure. uh, yeah, it'll probably be out like within the first three months of 2020, hopefully. And you guys going to still record with the same people or? Um, I think we have plans to record with, uh, I want to say we're going to record with Greg Wilkinson, but you know, that could always change. That's just, that's kind of just a plan. Okay. And we've already hit them up about prices and stuff, and it sounds like it's it's a go, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Okay. And it's I, I guess it's kind of cool that um, since you guys aren't full time, it's kind of like a like a regional thing. It's like a special thing for up north that you guys um, like, or that they have, or that you guys have, because people you know can travel up there and know that maybe Spinebreaker will play. And when you eventually travel out, you know, hopefully you guys come down south. That'd be cool to see you guys down here. I mean, it just makes it like a little more special. Oh yeah, yeah, it definitely is. We get a lot of love up here. Uh, we played down south a couple times, and you know, we we have friends down there as well. And you know, we get a re- we get a very good response down down in LA or in the LA area. So we're definitely going to be back. Like it's that's for sure. You know, going down there isn't too hard for us. But it's like going out of state. That's that starts to become a pain in the ass. Yeah, no, I, I definitely get that. Like I'm doing some traveling next year, and just for me, like the hardest thing is just getting the time off. Yeah, time off isn't too hard for me. I work for my dad in construction. Okay. So like, if I if I really needed the time off, I could get it. But like, uh, we also have a very small crew, uh, so it's you know. I, I don't really have too much of a desire to go and tour, but say we got hit up to do a fest or like a, you know, a show out of state, you know, I, I'd consider that a lot more than 
than going on a full fucking two, three week tour. Okay. And uh, which I'm not totally opposed to in the future. Like that, it, that might, you know, it could happen, but okay. that it might be down the line. And uh, um, is Ma- Malachi part of your crew? Oh yeah. Malachi is a big part of, he's, you know, he's obviously not in Spinebreaker, but he's a big part of, uh, of getting us on a lot of shows in Santa Cruz and, you know, helping out with the shows in San Jose. You know, I know when, whenever Elliot or Jaffe, Jaffe of Hands of God, um, whenever they will book something, Malachi's always right there to help. So, you know, we all, we all appreciate Malachi up here. I'm sorry. I, I meant for work. Oh, for work. Oh shit. Um, yeah, uh, I had Malachi was looking for some work. Uh, so was, uh, Michael, uh, dirt from, uh, from hands of God, the guitarist, they both, uh, they both helped us out for a couple, or I think it was like two weeks, helped okay. us do some demo. Okay. Yeah. Cause yeah. I, I think I, I remember him mentioning that, but I wasn't sure if, it, if that was, um, with you. So I, I was just curious. So, so I had, yeah, I that was me. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. He made the comment to me that, that my dad has employed half of San Jose hardcore at one point. That's kind of cool. Isn't totally wrong. <laughs> yeah. But so Spinebreaker, you guys actually um, are on a Halloween show coming up. Yeah, we're yeah with uh, with Tsunami and uh, a bunch of other local bands. I can't even think of who else is on that to be honest right now. Um, I, I actually have the flyer right in front of me. It's uh, Extinguish, you guys, Lead Dream, Tony Molina, Big Boy, and <laughs> Big Boy. And there's another band, but I also can't read it. <laughs> there. Oh, is that is that one uh, the graffiti logo? Is that Foghorn? Okay, yeah, Foghorn. Yeah, I, I was okay, gonna say yeah. it, it's described as Frisco Wigger Slam. Okay, yeah, <laughs> that sounds about right. Okay, and so I'm just okay. Tsunami. Uh, I, I, I guess they're they're headlining the show since they're the top of the flyer. Yeah, because um, apparently they think that they're they're San Jose legends. <laughs> Who, okay, so all I know is Mike Dirt's in that band, correct? Uh, yeah. And who else is in it? Uh, Joseph, our bass player. Okay. Do you know anybody else? Um, off the top of my head, I can't I can't remember who they've who they've actually gotten to be in the band so far. I think Damien from uh, from Sacramento. From uh, Natural Selection. I don't know if you've heard that band. They're pretty sick. Okay. The Adidas crew. It's pretty interesting. I, I just die like whenever I hear anybody say um, their phrase, you're a bitch. You're a bitch. <laughs> it's yeah. just so I funny. Like just, yeah. I've been trying to like kind of start start a little bit of online beef with those guys. Okay. Yeah, well. just, for, just for a little, little fun. Yeah, but it's cool that you guys are doing a Halloween show up there. But is it just gonna make like normal sets, or are you guys gonna do anything special for the show? Um, I don't think it's gonna be anything special or anything like like a like you mean like a cover set or something like that. Yeah, I think it'll be just our regular our regular set, like a regular regular music. Because I know Tsunami planned on having their first uh, their first show in San Jose. Like they've gotten hit up for a couple shows actually, and. They were like, ah, our first show is going to be in San Jose. Want to okay. want to stay true to the to their hometown? Yeah, 
but it's definitely interesting. I uh, like what they're doing with their band so far. We'll see how far it goes. It's hilarious. <laughs> People have already tried to cancel him. What? Yeah, how? There's some, so just some dork, bro, like a local dork in a different scene. Like, okay. He put it. He made a uh, an Instagram post of it, it to his close friends. Uh, with a video like talking shit like this isn't how San Jose is wants to be re- represented like are you like like in middle school or like what like and then you know, he just rambled on and yeah I was I was embarrassed for him for even doing that and then he just got blasted all over the place and then uh yeah somebody made him make an apology I won't name names but yeah somebody made him make an apology video and he did and it was pretty funny Oh man, uh, they should have just used the first video like for like sound clips for the next record. I almost guarantee you that they will. Okay. <laughs> just, just knowing them, you know, I'm you know I'm, I'm right there. You know, I hear what they, I, I hear their plans every once in a while. Yeah. Especially when when I had dirt uh, working with me, so mm. you know I heard a couple of their their future endeavors. Yeah, but that's so funny that somebody's trying to cancel them when it's just like it's kind of obvious what it's to, so obvious. Yeah, joke. so it's just like come on, like have a little fun. Like why are you gonna try to be so proper all the time? Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. He, he didn't. Yeah, to his, in his defense, he's not involved in the scene. He doesn't. He doesn't know. But at the same time, like if you just don't, if you're not involved, don't don't get involved all of a sudden when it's something that you want to be negative about. Yeah, it's like just don't speak on it. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's that's stupid, but for sure, don't go. You know, so so Halloween show. When was the last time Spinebreaker played a show? Uh, the last time we played was like a was a death metal show at uh, Elbow Room in Oakland with a band called Dysphotic. Yeah, okay. it was like a it was a little more low key. It wasn't like a super you know it wasn't uh, the hardcore crowd at all. Yeah, there's a couple people that that showed out. Um, yeah, it was, but it was cool. You know, I I like playing death metal shows, but uh, yeah, hardcore shows are definitely, you know, they give us the reaction that that we have. You know, I I feel like we deserve, but at the same time, I don't want to be like cocky. I, I we're not that big in death metal, so opening a, a death metal show and having people watch us is fucking good enough for me. And when you play those death metal shows, do people mosh or is it like a different vibe? Do they just like headbang? Cause I, I, I don't really go to those kinds of shows. Um, well if it's a band that they know, then they mosh and they'll headbang. Um, but not really for us cause they don't really know us too much. Um, you know, there's a couple people that will like headbang, but yeah, definitely no moshing or anything. Okay. That's interesting. So yeah, it's a little bit like, it's kind of strange for us cause we're just really used to, you know, locally we, we draw pretty well and people go absolutely ape shit and beat the shit out of each other. So it's like a different, it's definitely a, a change of pace when we go to a death metal show or anything outside of hardcore really. Yeah. And I, I love that about your guys' scene up there is that kids will definitely show out for the local bands and definitely go all out. Nobody's oh, yeah. too shy to have a little fun. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, we're, we're all pretty tight knit. We all know each other, all the San Jose bands, all the Santa Cruz bands We're we all support each other. You know, none of us are too cool to, to post the new music of an, of another, you know, local band, you know, 
it's it's just not like that up here. Yeah, and I definitely think that's awesome. Uh, were you able to make it out to that benefit show? Uh, I think it was like last weekend. No, I didn't get to make it. That was the one for the that uh, venue in Arizona, right? Yeah, for Ward Six. Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't get to make it. I don't. I don't get to make it out to too many shows that I'm not playing anymore. You know, I. You know, the I've got two kids, and you know, at with uh with that, like training and and all the other shit I do, I have to kind of pick and choose, like, you know, the times that I'm going to go out and and spend my night away from them, you know. Okay, and I I guess that's a nice segue. You bring up your training, and yeah. You're you're training Muay Thai or is it kickboxing? Yeah, okay. no, mainly Muay Thai. I mean, there's there's elements of kickboxing, like, but yeah, it's ma- it's Muay Muay Thai mainly. We train Muay Thai rules, but yeah, we integrate a lot of you know the other stand up striking arts that there that are out there. And you train at AKA? Yeah, yeah, I train at American Kickboxing Academy. Yeah, AKA, I, AKA. Yeah, um, I, I remember I, I saw you tweeting about that, and I was like, "Holy shit, that's like super awesome!" Because for me, I'm like huge into like mixed martial arts, so like I'm like it's like the one sport that I'm obsessed with. So when oh, yeah. I saw you tweet about that, I'm like, "Holy shit!" Like I know um, what kind of MMA fighters that gym produces. So it definitely piqued my interest that you train there for kick or for Muay Thai, excuse me. And so yeah. I just definitely wanted to talk about that. Like how'd you get into that and why just Muay Thai and not MMA? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, well, I definitely got into Muay Thai because I was like really like, there was a, you know, a couple of years ago, I just got really into watching Muay Thai fights and, you know, I knew, you know, I, I knew I'm a little bit, I'm, I'm 26 and it's kind of late to start getting into MMA and start learning jujitsu and start learning wrestling. Um, when I already had kind of a boxing background, like I, I, my dad taught me pretty, you know, pretty young, like around 14 years old. So I, you know, I had a little bit of a background and then, you know, I, I went into the gym. Um, I went to another gym called smash gyms in Milpitas, which is right just outside of San Jose. And I was there for about six months and then I ended up moving. Um, and then I was pretty, pretty damn close to AK. I'm basically right down the street and yeah, I ended up signing there and I've been there for about two years now coming up pretty soon. And yeah, I started going there just, you know, basically I, I, now I want to commit myself. I want to try and try and fight. And, you know, I feel like I've developed pretty quickly, you know, for being only doing Muay Thai specifically for about two years. And have you taken any like amateur fights or anything yet? Or are you just still training? Uh, nothing yet. Um, just, just training right now. There was a point where I was like working my ass off to try and get onto the their Muay Thai team. Um, you know, basically six, seven days a week, a thousand kicks a day on top of the three classes I take every week. And I ended up just, you know, getting busy and falling off a little bit. So I'm, I for I was like for a couple months, but I'm trying to get back into the swing of it. And, uh, yeah, lately I've been pretty consistent with going and yeah, I want to pick it up, pick up the pace back to where I was again and then really, really think about, you know, getting into some, some amateur competition fights. And what, what would it take to get on the Muay Thai team? Do you have to like, um, do any kind of like prereqs to get on or do you just have to show up and train? 
Well, um, my coach says he, he, he told me to, you know, obviously I'm showing up a lot, but he, you know, we, they, he, they expect you to train six days a week. And, um, he wanted me to do, he, that was basically my homework was to do a thousand kicks every day, 500 right leg, 500 left leg. And fuck that shit was killer, but I was doing it for probably like six months straight, you know, at least doing it at least five days a week. Dude, I, I remember that shit was killer. I, I remember the like first day I went to train mixed martial arts because I used to train. I, I don't train anymore, but the coach was like, all right, like show me what you got. And I, I've been in like street fights, whatever. Um, so I, I thought I knew how to fight. And when I went to the gym and they, taught me how to kick properly i was like holy shit like i i, I know nothing so the coach had it's me the most awkward body movement in the world to try yeah. and learn how to kick for the first time yeah and the coach he had me kick the bag like 500 times not 500 i was like 100 times with each leg and like by the time like i was done like my shins were bleeding and i was like okay i was like at least now like i'll never kick wrong again but i was like shit like i know nothing yeah yeah, and you got and yet you also got to stay consistent with it. Otherwise, every sing, if you know if you go like once a week, shit, your shins are gonna be bleeding every single time because your skin is not used to those bags. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's pretty rough, but yeah, it ends up going away with consistency. And you, you said the gym that you were training at was called uh, was it Smash Gyms? Yeah, Smash Gyms. It's a uh, it's run by Rudy Ott, who's a former kickboxer. <laughs> Um, man, I, I, are, are there a lot of those out there or is that like only like one gym? Um, I think there's a couple, I want to say there, there's three kind okay. of spread out. Cause I have a buddy, um, who moved up there like a, a couple of years ago. Maybe it's been longer than a couple of years, but he, he trains it. Um, I'm actually on his Instagram right now. Uh, and it shows, uh, smash gyms mountain view. Okay. Yeah. I know where that is. I, I went to the one in Milpitas. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I was um, living right by there at the time. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's, it's my buddy, his name's, uh, Brian and he's actually been, uh, training Muay Thai for like as long as I can remember. And he's only, uh, he's not like a full-time fighter, but he, he takes fights every now and then. So. Oh yeah. That's, that's cool. Yeah. That's a good, uh, it's definitely a good Muay Thai program specifically. They've got a couple guys that are, that are just straight animals. They've been killing it, knocking people out left and right. And have you ever uh, thought about doing like MMA? Have you like ever rolled jujitsu or like tried to learn wrestling? Uh, not. I, I've never tried. Re- uh, never really like, seriously tried wrestling. But I've I, I've tried jujitsu here and there. I tried jujitsu at Smash Gyms, um, and I've rolled like I my old garage at my old house uh, with my parents used to have like mats in the garage, and I used to roll with my dad and his buddies, but. Yeah, I never got super into it like a lot of people do. Yeah, I feel like uh, I feel like everybody that tries it just gets straight up sucked into it. But that's kind of like how I got into Muay Thai. Like I tried Muay Thai and I was just sucked in. I couldn't stop. Okay. Yeah, you just got like obsessed with it right away. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> like and- I just I I didn't want to be home. I just wanted to to go train. You know. And why do you think you like were obsessed with it like right away? Um, I think it's cause I had a kind of a background with striking and, um, I kind of understand like the bodies. I, 
it's kind of kind of weird. It's like the bot like the body type, and I feel like I have it, and I have a good body type to be able to fight light, but also be like taller and longer than my opponents in my weight my weight divisions. How tall so are you? That's kind of a. I'm six foot, um, and when I'm when I'm in my the best shape I've been in, I was like 148 pounds. And do you know so, how long of a um, reach you have? Uh, it's about, I think it's an inch over six feet. Uh, so, and your reach, I'm sorry? Yeah, my reach is about an inch over six feet. I think it's, uh, what is that? Is that 73 inches? 73. Okay, I was, I was trying to do the math in my head. I wasn't sure how long that was. Yeah, I think it's 73. So it's like, it's nothing, it's not crazy, but for like fighting light, I think that would be a pretty, pretty big advantage because growing up my, I mean, my, my game has always been the the distance game, you know? Okay. Yeah. Kind of staying and, on the outside. Yeah. And being pretty tall too is definitely a nice advantage. It's kind of rough sometimes though. Cause, uh, like I have a coach, Eric Luna, who's a really, a very fucking good Muay Thai fighter. And he fights at, I think, about 132. And his height kind of, you know, it pretty much matches that. Um, but holy shit, he can hit me to the body all day. And there's a couple of times where I just thought I was going to puke and my legs were just giving out because he got me with the perfect liver shot in sparring. Oh, I was, I was actually just about to ask you if you've ever been hit in the liver, like, properly. A bunch of times. Dude, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's so bad. Yeah, by him specifically, because he's. There's been a couple times, like there was one time he he got me with just the you know the perfect, Julio Cesar Chavez uh, left hook to the body, and shit that shit I just had I had like I tried not to show it, but I just dropped my arms and you got to take a breath, but you know knowing him he he fucking comes full force after that and there, yeah and there another time he fucking hit me with a left kick, landed right on the liver and he knew it and then he just kept pounding at it like he just kicked it multiple times after uh, that like right away <laughs> sounds so terrible Holy it is crap. terrible but you know you learn from it so if, I, if you got the right mindset i see you tweeting um just about like like all like the major like mixed martial arts event so like do you follow it pretty well um not as lately i haven't been as good but man i was like I was following it like crazy, listening to podcasts about it. You know, uh, I, I do love MMA. It's just not really in my, in my, uh, my plan for the future to get into it. I love watching it though. And obviously at your gym, you have some of like the best fighters in the world train there. Yeah. Um, do you ever get like starstruck seeing them or is it just like, Oh, like it's just normal for you since they train there too. Um, no, I try, I, I don't think I've ever gotten starstruck because, you know, going into it, you know, the reputation of AKA it's got, you know, we've got Khabib Nurmagomedov, you've got Daniel Cormier, you got Kane Velasquez. And then, you know, there's a ton of great fighters that have fought there and are currently fighting there. So you, you know what you're getting into. And then, yeah, you see him and you kind of like, oh shit, that, he's like really here. But nothing like where I'm like freezing up and like I, you know, I want to go take a picture with the guy. You know, I just kind of let the guys, let the guys, you know, do their thing because they're, they're there with uh, with the plan in mind. And, you know, they're not trying to get bugged until they go outside and the swarm of Khabib fans are out there ready for an autograph. 
my current favorite fighter out of AKA is um, Luis Pena. Oh yeah, he's fighting tomorrow. Yeah, violent Bob Ross. God, yeah, he's, I just saw him yesterday. He's such a good fighter. I I just love his style. He's just so good. He's awesome. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I love how how long he can stay, and he just does some crazy shit. Yeah, I I I, I was surprised that he took that loss. Was it like his second fight or his first fight in the UFC? Um, yeah, I think it was his second. Yeah, it was like his second but fight. I'm not, I'm not positive. Um, but then it's just like every other fight he's just been on, just on fire. So like maybe that's just like like a weird hiccup. But yeah, he's he's so good. Yeah, I think yeah, it seems like his his issue is he's just gonna have to start making making weight because he didn't he miss a couple a couple times in a row. Um, I'm not sure if I'm being honest. From the top of my head, I can't remember. I at least remember one time where he where he missed weight. I know a lot of people were giving him shit like he's done it before, but. You know, it's it's gonna happen every one, you know, here and there, and they they get punished accordingly. Thirty percent of your purse is a lot of money, yeah. especially when you're. He's not like at the, the the tippy top where they're making a fuckload of money. Yeah, they're not making boxer money. Yeah, he's still on his way trying to get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, he seems like he's got the skill set to to get there and and be marketable as well. So, I'm. I try not to be biased because um, I'm currently in Orange County, so I always like to root for fighters from the area. And I'm just dying to see Tony Ferguson fight Khabib. Oh and my God! It's gonna, that would be the that'll be the fight of the century. That's the fight that we've all been waiting for for years. Yeah, and you know what's funny is um, when they were first matched up, and uh, I was at the Orange County Fair and I, I, I was with, it was just like a company event. So I was there with like some coworkers and we're just kind of like, he, we were like heading out. And I remember just like walking through like the crowd of people and I see Tony Ferguson is like him and like one other dude and they had like beers in their hand. And I was like, okay, I was like, I'm not going to try to get to fanboy, but I got to go say something to him. So I like walk up to him and I was like, Tony Ferguson, like what's up? And he was super nice. Like he, he was like a little buzz, but couldn't be any more friendly for being like such a crazy fighter. Like I was like super scared that he was going to be mean to me, but he was like super friendly. And I remember telling him, I'm like, dude, I want you to beat up Khabib so bad. Like, I, I think you're the best lightweight. And he's like, don't worry, dude. Like I'm, I'm going to take care of it. But then, <laughs> but then that fight didn't end up happening. He ended up fighting I, Kevin Lee. I, I, th- I think it was at the time. And then, um, yeah. yeah, then just, they just kept trying to, you know, uh, book the fight. Then um, Tony fell out cause he tripped over the stupid um, cable and all the, the other, yeah, the tiramisu. Yeah. So it's just like, damn, like that's like, dude, I'm dying to see that fight. Yeah. Yeah. We've all, we all have, you know, and, and even though could be, you know, he obviously trains out of the same gym. I, I do. I don't know the guy. I want to see a good fight like that, that fight, no matter who wins that the outcome is irrelevant. It's going to be a great fight as long as they, they just make it there, you know? And I feel like now once they actually book it, it's the, the this is the time that it's actually going to happen. There's no way that either of these guys are going to let anything get in the way of it. Yeah, and I feel like with those two fighting, that's like that's something that could be like an epic trilogy. Um, because they're oh my so, God. they're both so talented. Yeah. Like, I, I I want Tony to win just because I'm being biased, but like, yeah, it could go either way because Khabib's undefeated. We've never seen anybody have an answer for his wrestling. 
So, yeah. and it's just, oh God, I, I think about it sometimes and like, I'm like, I'm sure Tony will win. But then I like try to play it out in my head. And I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, like yeah, MMA is so crazy. It's awesome, man. Yeah. I always, you know, I, I, I go back and forth with it too, you know, cause Tony's got crazy jujitsu and he's also, he's got a great wrestling pedigree. So you never know how it could go. He could totally, you know, off his back, submit the guy. He does it all the time. And, but, you know, Khabib, we just see him maul people left and right. You know, there's nobody really even gets close. I mean, what, what's the closest anybody's got when, when, uh, Michael Johnson knocked him down? Is that the closest? Yeah. Yeah. He, he's got did cracked. He even, did he even lose that round? Cause I'm pretty sure Khabib hasn't lost a round in the UFC. Uh, no, I, I think the only time he, I think he might've lost a round to Iaquinta. Oh no, he lost a round to Connor. Did he? Connor? I think he lost the third round to Connor. I think that might be his only the only time he's lost a round. Okay. But But it wasn't like he got he got the shit kicked out of him for that round. I think Connor like landed something and I don't even know. I don't that, that fight's kind of a blur at this point now. He beat the shit out of Connor. Yeah, it wasn't as good as I hoped it would be. It was I, I actually kind of, you know, I, I like Connor and I was also, I was already kind of doubtful about how well he would do against Khabib. I thought he did way better than people give him credit for. Oh dude, look at how Dustin Poirier performed. Yeah, dude, he almost, he had me, I had a, I almost had a heart attack watching that fight. He almost got Khabib in that guillotine. Yeah, it, was, it looked pretty, pretty tight. It it looked pretty like enough to get me kind of, you know, fuck dude, he's, he's, is he going to get out of this? Like what the fuck's going on? But yeah, I mean, he's got, he's a, he's a veteran of that, of that game. So it's, and Poirier is no, no joke on the ground. So, you know, it wasn't too far out of the, the realm of reality, but you know, it could be, yeah, he, he obviously got out of it and fucking ended up tapping him later on. Can you imagine if Tony cancels out Khabib's wrestling and they have to, have a stand-up fight oh my god that it could be it could be pretty good but i think tony definitely has the edge in that but but he gets better on the feet yeah and khabib's got power yeah because dude he dropped connor power connor didn't respect his stand-up and he got dropped yeah most of that is he respected his ground game too much yeah that's what i that's what i got out of that you know he he did that classic wrestler thing where he he goes down for the sh- for the fake shoot, like with his left hand, and then comes straight over the top. And he definitely caught him. I think Connor was expecting to be able to to knee him on the takedown, but you know he definitely got caught slipping on that. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. And he just, got hit hard. It's just so crazy. I just can't wait. Like I, I just want them to make an announcement because like I, I'm a Conor McGregor fan too, but I don't want him to get a rematch. I, I don't think he deserves one at this point. I feel like he should. No, not yet. Yeah, I feel like he, he should just become active again. And you know, there's fights for him in lightweight, but um, I, I just want... I want to see him fight somebody good. You know, I want to see him fight somebody, somebody like a Dustin Poirier who's at the top. And then you know, if he can beat Poirier, then yeah, put it back into the mix to fight either Tony or Khabib after they fight. But yeah, there's no way Connor deserves a rematch. Yeah. I, I want them to not, do not at this point. I want Connor versus um Gaethje. I, I think that'd be a good fight. Oh yes, I forgot about that. 
Yeah. yeah, they had a little bit of a, a Twitter a Twitter beef, right? Well, it was going to be booked, but Connor broke his hand, so they, they had a book right. with uh, Cowboy. Did he break his fa- his hand on that old man's face? Is that what happened? <laughs> you know, it's funny. Um, he actually went to court for that um, this morning. Oh, was that this morning? Oh shit! Yeah. What? what uh, is there any outcome on that? Uh, I, I didn't really look too deep into it. I just saw pictures of him leaving court, so I'm assuming he's not going to jail. Yeah, it, it's pretty easy to avoid, I think, for a guy like him. He's, dude, he's a mainstream star. Those guys do not go to jail for assault. Yeah, because you know? he has so much money. He has so much money that that old man probably has so much money now too. Yeah, he's like, hey, he's like, let's just take some money, let's settle out of court, and we'll be all right. Take a couple bottles of proper twelve, and we're good. Um, are you straight edge? Uh, no. Have you ever uh, drank proper twelve? I have not. No. <laughs> I, I remember. Um, I uh, I bought a bottle. Uh, for, for my buddy, because I'm I, I have a buddy. His name's Nate, and we watch the fights together all the time. And it was like pretty hyped up. And Connor's coming back, so I was like, "All right," I was like, "I'll definitely get us a bottle." And it would, and it definitely wasn't easy. I I had to call around town to try to find a bottle. And really, yeah. Um, so I see it all over the place. Yeah. At, well, it was like it was like his first fight back in MMA, and like and they were pushing it like pretty hard, so it was like sold out everywhere. And luckily, like I, I found some random store, and they were like it was like limit one per customer, and so oh, I Jesus. just strolled in there and was able to buy one. And my buddy, he he told me that he would take a shot for every time Connor got taken down. Jesus Christ, he was loaded afterwards. By Khabib, and I was like, dude, you're crazy. I was like, all right. Um, And he he took like four shots, and like he was like pretty much gone. And I was like, dude, I was like, you can stop. I was like, I don't care. I'm like, this is just kind of, I don't think you're enjoying the shots anymore. So I'm like, you're fine. Like, like, you can just stop right now. Yeah, you're going to have to get your stomach pumped in a couple more takedowns, man. Yeah. (laughs) Let's chill a little bit. Yeah. But damn. Okay. I, I was really curious because I wanted to ask you your opinion on it, but I, I guess you haven't tried it yet. No. Yeah. I'm, 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 I haven't gotten into any like hard, hard liquor or anything like that. Okay. Yeah. Same here. I haven't really gotten into that yet. Yeah. yeah I, I really have no interest in like straight up just getting drunk, which is basically what that stuff is for. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. so outside of working mixed martial arts and podcasting do you even have time to do anything else when you're not with your family um outside of that there's not many times i'm not with my family you know that's most of my time and then yeah training working and shows every once in a while (laughs) that's pretty much it though you know maybe maybe if i yeah go to the podcast but that's only you know every couple weeks but so, yeah, I mean, I, I like to spend most of my time with my family. It's not like, it's not like I'm bummed that I can't do all the things that I used to do uh, because of them. You know, it's, I, I choose them over going to shows that I don't necessarily care that much to go to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I kind of save that time for when it's like, I have, I absolutely have to go to this show, you know? Yeah. No, I definitely get that. Cause I'm not trying to bum anybody out, you know, like I don't want, my kids to grow up thinking like, Oh yeah, every, everything else is more important than them. You know, they're obviously the most important thing in my life. Yeah. 100%. And I feel like that's, that's how it should be. Your family should come first. 
versus everything yeah. else. So it's cool that you have that mindset. Um, the podcast, I'm uh, still curious about that. How often do you guys record? Um, I think we're, we're planning on putting out an episode like maybe twice a month. Um, we're all pretty busy. I know Devin commutes up to here uh, from Salinas, which is like, it's like an hour away or almost an hour away without traffic. And on the weekends, there is a fuckload of traffic coming up here. So it's kind of hard for him to come up, like say if we wanted to do it every week, that would be definitely rough on him. So yeah, we're just going to kind of take it slow and put out some big chunky episodes that'll hold people over for a little bit, you know, two hours, maybe even with some change. And yeah, we'll just kind of go from there. Uh, we basically just kind of have a group chat and check, Hey, what, what time do we want to do it? Do you guys want to do it this, you know, this next Sunday, like sometimes even like the Friday of the, or before the weekend, we'll just be like, Hey, you guys want to get together on, on Sunday night? And yeah, if it works for everybody that will do it. Nothing super structured though. For sure. Uh, that's pretty cool. I, that's how I kind of do it. I, I, I just try to have people commit to a day and then we'll figure out a time closer to the actual day of the podcast. Cause it's yeah, just, yeah. Just let it flow. You know, if you, you try to force it too much, then I feel like things end up going wrong and then you get really disappointed when it happens, you know, yeah, instead of kind of being open. And I've learned that there's so many different variables, like, people mix up time zones or like just shit just comes up. So uh, I'm oh, always yeah. like very understanding. Um, and I'm always, luckily down. we're on the same coast. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Definitely me and you, uh, same coast, but yeah, the, I've definitely had times where people were like, Oh shit. Like I thought you meant like 7 PM, like your time. And I'm like, no, like I don't want to be sitting here like doing this like all night. I kind of want to just get this done as early as possible. And, uh, so we both can like enjoy our days. So it's just like, yeah, it's pretty rough. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. We try, we try and I find it better to do it a little later. Cause then I can, you know, I can kind of like tell, you know, the family like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to be gone and you know, don't, don't wait up. You guys can just, you know, eat your dinner, go to bed, whatever. I'll be home after that. I'll be home tonight. But yeah, just don't have anybody relying on me. That That's just easier for me. And then it's probably a little easier for Devin since he has to fucking drive an hour away. Yeah. But, but it's cool that he's willing to make that drive to get this done. Cause it shows that he's actually down and likes to do the podcast. Oh yeah. This is definitely like his, his baby, you know, like I, I'm very committed to it, but like that's his, it's like his thing. And I, I almost want to keep it going because I know how much it means to him. It means a lot to me, but horror is that guy is his life. hundred percent. Like outside of working, like horror is like the thing he comes home to and like wants to, wants to really like invest his time into. I used to have this roommate, um, who was like that, like super into horror. Like we'd drive out to, um, where the, um, house was in Halloween and he was like plucking leaves off the bushes and like saving them in in, like a shadow box and like super into it, like way more than I ever was. And I, I, it was cool because like, I like that people like nerd out on the shit that they're into. And I definitely got like a little more involved. Like uh, they put me on the movies that I I probably would have never watched in my life just because I was down to check out some of the stuff because I was always curious, like why they liked it so much. 
Yeah, yeah. There's just like little. It's it's weird. It's like uh, some of these some of these uh, like anime is like another one where it's got like these weird cult followings and these shows that people watch that like the you know people that don't watch it have never heard what the fuck dude like what it is at all. And, you know, horror is kind of the same way, you know, it's, but it's like, you know, it's totally different in its own way at the same time. It's very weird. And have you ever been to like any, like, like, I, I don't know if the proper terms, like a horror c- convention. Yeah. Yeah. Conventions. Um, I've been to, I haven't been to any horror specific conventions. I went to just like this last weekend, I went to the San Jose super toy show which isn't like necessarily all horror, but there is a lot of horror stuff. And that was, that was really cool. I went with, uh, I took my kids and went with Devin to that one. And that was, that was a good time. Yeah. I was able to, I picked up a gremlins, uh, uh, a gizmo for my daughter cause she loves gremlins. That's awesome. Which is another thing about me, like watching a lot of horror. Like I'm finding like, Oh, this one's actually like pretty tame. So my four year old can actually watch this one. And that, you know, it's been fun to, you know, pick out, oh yeah, this one's, this one's cool. Like Gremlins is a pretty tame movie compared to most of the stuff that I watch. And yeah, she actually loves that movie. She asked me to put it on all the time. You know, I have a buddy who has some kids and he lets um, his son uh, like watch everything. And I'm always kind of like, I'm like always curious. I'm like, I don't know. Uh, like, I don't know if a little kid should be watching, uh, like have you ever seen yeah. movie, uh, demons. Oh yeah. The Dario Argento one. Yeah. So we're, we're yeah. right there just watching demons and he's got, his, wild. he's got his like little kid there. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. Maybe it's normal yeah. now these days. It seems pretty normal. Uh, I, I, I go back and forth on it. You know, like I don't want to show my daughter anything too, too crazy and too violent because I just don't know how that's going to affect her, affect her mentality in the future. You know, like I don't want her to be desensitized to this kind of stuff, but at the same time, like I, I don't want to like shelter her so much, you know what I mean? Like, but you know, maybe until she's, maybe when she's a little older and she can really understand like, Hey, this is just a movie. Like you, none of this stuff is okay to do in real life. Like this is, this is not okay. This is just a movie. It's entertainment, but at this moment, like until she can understand that, that uh, I'm going to keep going and keep the, the violent stuff to myself and wait till they go to bed. Yeah. Cause like, I, cause I've been playing like crazy video games since I was like young. Like I, I remember going to Walmart with my mom and I begged her to buy me Resident Evil director's cut for PlayStation. And I didn't know what it was. I just saw like a zombie on the cover and thought it looked cool. And even like the yeah. guy, I remember the guy at Walmart, like asking my mom, like, Hey, this is like a mature game. Are you sure you want to sell it? Or like you want to buy it from? And she said, yeah, like it's fine. And like, I've been playing violent video games like my whole life. And, it never like you know changed like my like mentality i guess like i, I never thought it was okay to like kill people because uh, you know yeah. they always try to blame like violent video games on like these mass shootings um but yeah like, i'm you know i'm just kind of like you know i just don't know you know yeah, same I, so I don't want to take that risk you know what i mean i and, know that like i played gta when i was young and uh-huh. that shit never made me want to go out and kill hookers <laughs> yeah so. yeah for sure like it never like affected me, but you know, obviously like we're all different. So who knows how it could affect the next person? Yeah, exactly. And yeah, my daughter's four years old. So 
man, it might be a little little early for her to be see, seeing, you know, blood and guts squirting all over the screen. You know, I'll, yeah. I'll yeah. And try and introduce her to more Disney movies, probably. <laughs> it was, uh, it was definitely different for me growing up because um, the internet, like I grew up without the internet and like, you know, yeah. as I was like growing up as like a teenager, the internet became a thing. So like we had, you know, crazy things popping up all the time. Like I remember I was, I'm pretty sure I was a freshman and I was at, I was at my friend's house and he was like, Hey, you want to watch this beheading video that I got? And I was like, yeah, dude, like sounds so cool. Oh and like, I remember thinking like, Oh yeah, whatever. Like I'll watch this guy get his head cut off. Like it can't be that bad. And oh my God, it's like terrible. Yeah. And I remember watching it and it definitely made me sick to my stomach. Like I never like from that moment on, like I've never wanted to watch those kind of videos because it definitely made me feel like sick watching somebody actually get their head cut off and just i just wasn't like happy or into it i was like Ugh. i was like i can't do this because like it literally physically made me sick and like i i just like yeah. ruined my day and like yeah it, you dwell on it like those those like those fucking cartel mafia uh, fucking beheadings and and like people getting their hands chopped off dude i cannot like it's it's too much i it's just you know, I can handle it in a horror movie. I know it's not real, but like seeing that and it's, it's dead ass serious. Oh, there's just something, there's something else to it with that one. Yeah. But, but it's so weird because like these days, like it's like normal, like you can you know, go on the internet yeah. and just find, you can just look it up. It's yeah. Right there. You know, yeah. It'll come it, up it, right it, away. It, it's not like, like super like uncommon. Like we're not all watching the same, you know, video of somebody getting their head chopped off. Like, yeah, there's just so many different ones out there now these days. It's just like so crazy to me, like how it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, you know, with the internet, we're, we're a bit more desensitized to that kind of stuff. So and and it's all easily accessible. I bet you a lot of the people that watch those those videos don't even actually like it, and they just kind of like, yeah. I don't know if it's like a way to impress your friends. Like, dude, that shit is not cool. Like, it is not something that you want to be going and looking up. I feel like it kind of creates incentive for those people to post more videos of it. Yeah, that's weird to me. And um, I don't. Yeah. I, I don't regret watching it. I'm, I'm happy that I did because now that I, now I know I don't like that kind of crap and I, it just doesn't really interest me anymore. Yeah. And you know, you're not a psycho. <laughs> yeah. Just it. some weird serial killer, like in the making. Yeah. I feel like there's something to that. <laughs> like actually sitting there and enjoying what you're watching on that screen. Do you, uh, or well, I'm assuming you have a favorite horror movie. Yeah, yeah, my favorite of all time. Like it's been, it's uh, it's been forever. It's uh, Alien, the original, nineteen seventy nine. Okay, that's the that's uh, definitely a throwback. Oh yeah, that's that was like one of the movies that got me into horror in the first place. Like I, I wasn't somebody who like grew up with parents who watched horror or, uh, or even like watched it really that much myself. I got into it a little later. Um, I remember I went to a, a friend's birthday and we, it was at the movie theaters. So we went and saw alien versus predator. And, uh, I fell in love with that movie. I, and then I don't like that movie. Now I want to put that on the record. That movie fucking sucks. Okay. But it was awesome when I was young, I was in like middle school, I think. But, uh, yeah, we went to, 
we used to go to Blockbuster like on Fridays or something like that. And I started watching both the Alien and the Predator series. Just like I watched all all four of the Alien movies, and then watched the the two Predator movies. And dude, that, yeah, that was that was definitely the start of something there. And is Alien categorized as a horror movie? Uh, yeah, it's a horror sci-fi. Okay. So yeah, it's the first one definitely because that's the first one's a uh, basically a haunted house in space. Like that's, that's my best way to put it. Like if I was to tell somebody to check it out. Yeah. And I, I definitely like how like, you know, they made it scary. You just like seeing like glimpses of like the alien. Yeah. He wasn't just like, he doesn't just kind of pop out. Yeah. It's not, there's no, there's no cheapness to it. And, uh, it's an actual guy in a suit. He's like an actual seven foot tall man in a, in a suit, (laughs) which is, terrifying like i couldn't even imagine being upset with that fucking guy in that suit and yeah i definitely like like the practical effects like over like cgi any day man i mean you can do some cool shit with cgi these days but like man the early days of cgi were very rough when when everything was like even from the blood it's like dude blood you can make practical so easily i get it like takes more time to to shoot to shoot uh, practical blood because if you have to reshoot, you have to change, you have to have your character change their clothes, and you have to have your char- like you know you have to reshoot a bunch of things. You got to refill the pumps. But goddamn, there's some rough stuff. But like you know things like The Walking Dead, I feel like use CGI pretty well with their practical effects. Like they kind of mix them, which it. I don't have any examples off the top of my head, but if you watch the show, I mean. The show isn't that great anymore. I'm not going to argue for it or, or anything like that. But yeah, they, I mean, they do some really cool shit in that show. And it's just kind of like a, a good reference, like for me to tell somebody like, Hey, I mean, CGI isn't all bad, but like there, there is a way that you can make it look good, but practical effects definitely make, will make your movie. It'll make it break, make or break your movie for sure. And speaking of the walking dead, I, I think I saw you tweeting about it the other day. Yeah. I wish I didn't have to. I'm, I'm surprised. I think you might be the only person I know that's still on that show. <laughs> yeah. It got yeah, so bad. commented that they were too, but man. Yeah. I mean, I thought up until last, that last season was pretty, was pretty good. At least entertaining. Um, last season was so boring, but and that, that part of the graphic novel is like really good. So, oh, so it's kind of disappointing. You actually read the books. Uh, not all of them. There was a point. It was like I, I was reading them after like I had already been watching the show. Mm-hmm. But I read up until until like a little bit into the the I think it's called like the War of Whispers or whatever, which is like kind of what they're on right now. OK. And it was you know, that was cool. But I ended up getting, you know, I get sidetracked very easily. Yeah, I, I gave up like super like early like yeah i think i I I stopped watching like right before negan Uh, okay yeah a lot of people actually jumped off on that on that first episode of that of the negan era like when when he smashed everybody's head in people a lot of people jumped off off the ship on that one for i don't know why i guess people like they were expected it to be more of a zombie show and less about less about just people killing people but i mean it was never really a zombie show. It was always a drama with zombies around, you know? Yeah. I, 
I'm definitely like I get where people fall off though. I yeah, but shout out to um uh, the actor was a uh, Stephen uh, Yun does. Yeah, Stephen Yun. Yeah, he's uh, awesome. First, he's been in some good movies since. Uh, he's the first Asian actor to hook up with a white girl on TV. Is that is that a fact? Is that like is, is that going to go in the Guinness Book? Um, I'm not sure if it's in Guinness Book, but it, it's definitely um, definitely a fact. Oh my god, that's awesome! <laughs> yeah, because I I've, knocked I fo- her up too. <laughs> I, I follow this um, this artist. Uh, he's he's like uh, somebody that like just inspires me. His name's David Cho. I'm, I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. Okay, no, I'm not. I'm not familiar. Okay, uh, well he. Uh, I used to have a podcast and, uh, and he's just pretty intense, but I remember he was just going on this big thing and he's like a huge, like comic book nerd. So when that happened on TV, I, I remember him making like a huge deal about it. And I, I always thought it was funny, but it was definitely crazy too, to think about. I was like, wow, think about like how long TV has been around and how much television there is. Yeah. yeah so I'm for, actually, yeah, I'm surprised that that's like, the, he's, I mean, I'm very surprised that that's the first. But at the same time, it's like, it's sad that I'm not that I'm not as surprised as I think I should be. Yeah. But, but it's all right. Cause yeah. or I'm, I'm, I'm more surprised than I should be for yeah. sure. Like, I feel like that should have at least happened a long time ago. But if you think about it, Asian actors haven't been, I mean, they're, they're never that big in the shows Definitely for whatever not. reason. There's great Asian actors. You know, I mean, you can watch a lot of these Japanese movies and they're fucking great. Yeah. And I, I think that's why like that movie uh, crazy rich Asians was like such a big deal. Cause it was like, Oh you know, yeah. That it was for, it was for that community for sure. Yeah. And I want to say I watched that one. I, if I remember right. I mean, I feel like I'd remember it. I probably didn't watch it. Okay. Well, um, I'm sure I, I think it's out on like blue. Wait, um, I, were you the one that said that you um, have everything digital? No, that was John. Oh, John. Okay. All right. I, yeah. I was, Not I was, me. That would never be me. You're, you're anti-digital. Um, I'm not totally anti-digital, but you know, I, I do like having a physical collection. You know, it's not like anything against digital, but I, I'm a, I'm a collector at heart, you know, whether you call that hoarding or, or collecting, that's up to you. And I, I'm curious. So you're a fan of a movie, do you like to have it on a particular format or do you want to have it on all the formats? Like say you ha- you bought it, it was just on DVD, but they re-released it on like Blu-ray. Are you going to get the Blu-ray or are you just going to be chill with the DVD? Uh, no, I'll get the Blu-ray. Okay. I, I do appreciate the quality difference. I feel like that's a big pro- quality difference, but like say something comes out on 4K, uh, I won't buy it. Okay. There's not much to it for me. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So my, or I'll buy it on VHS. I'll buy the the original intended viewing uh, format. And do you have a VHS player? Um, I do. It's in storage right now. It's been in there for a couple of years. But I I've been keeping up a like a little bit of a collection. That's crazy. I haven't, I haven't bought anything in a couple of years up until just this last weekend. But and I feel you- like I'm gonna go deep into it again do those not very uh, good for my wallet do, do those tapes hold up o- over time yeah i mean some of them uh i mean now obviously you're buying you're buying used so every once in a while you'll you'll come across one that was just played a million times so they become a little bit staticky mm-hmm. so yeah there's 
you know, you, at the end of the day, though, it's it's a cool retro physical uh, copy to to have in a collection. You know, I I appreciate. I just appreciate the the covers were a lot different. They, you know, there was just something to it. There was like it was like an art. You know, like the the horror covers, especially like on the VHS. I don't know if you've seen any of the Friday the Thirteenth covers, but like they reissued them on on Blu-ray, and they are not even close to being as cool as the ones that are on the VHS. I'm actually not familiar, but I, I definitely want to go look it up and see the difference. Yeah, if yeah, I would go. I go check those out because they've got some. They've got some brilliant covers and fly, and posters, but then they made the <clears throat> the eight. Sorry, they they made the eight DVD or Blu-ray collection, and it's just all very just thrown together looking to me, just like kind of all made to just match each other, which okay. I don't like very much. Do you ever remember that format laser disc? Yeah, I, I mean, I was never around for it. Uh, I don't own any, but you know, I, I come across them every once in a while and make record stores and stuff. Yeah, I've my, thought about buying some, but my I, I felt like, what's the point? My aunt had one, and I remember she had Friday the Thirteenth, and like I, I think it was like Star Wars uh, Episode Four, and. I just didn't get it because it just looked like these giant like floppy disks. And yeah, they're it, crazy looking. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, like it's supposed to be like m- like better quality, but like I feel like it died out so fast because like outside of those like two movies, I don't remember her having any other ones. Yeah, it was like a weird moment in history. Like it was definitely like DVD passed it up pretty quickly. I feel like. Yeah. And do you remember there was like that battle for a while, whether um, it was going to be like HD or Blu-ray and like you could go buy your HD DVD and like the red cases, then the Blu-rays and the blue cases. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. The quality wasn't even close. Like I can't even believe that people wanted to argue that. I guess it's because it was cheaper and a lot of people just didn't really, I'm sure a lot of people just didn't really give a shit about that, about the quality and just kind of wanted to watch the movie like how they always have been. Yeah, but remember when Blu-rays first came out? They were so expensive. Yeah, they were what, like upwards of thirty dollars for yeah, you know, just for a movie. Yeah, now it's like the expensive ones are at least like they're like most maybe maybe twenty five at Target. At least I, I don't I don't know. I I buy a lot of used ones, but every once in a while a good a good new one comes out and it's only like twenty five bucks, which is pretty good i feel like you know and uh, and even if i don't like it it's a part of the collection now (laughs) do you have like a like a spot that you go to for used stuff or do you like to buy online um well there's some online shops that reissue a lot of older movies that are pretty cool like there's arrow and like diabolic dvd and stuff like that but then like there's some there's record stores in town like uh i don't know if you've been to san jose there's like the campbell area They've got a couple record stores over there that have a lot, obviously they got records and music, but then they have very big DVD and Blu-ray collections to pick from. Yeah, I've never been up north. Surprisingly, yeah, you gotta check it out sometime. It's, I mean, I feel you know, growing up here, it feels like there's not a lot to do, but I feel like when you when like somebody actually comes up for like maybe like there's an event, you know, like Silicon Valley Comic Con is a pretty cool cool event to come up for or like i don't know if you're into anime i know fanime is really big up here so i mean those would be fun times to come up for sure 
um, you know, I was actually talking to some friends from down here and we're kind of just waiting for Drain to announce a CD release show. And I think that's going to be like the time that I go up there. Oh, yeah, that's that's a good time for sure. And then yeah, it'll probably be in Santa Cruz. So you'll be able to hit the beach and then just drive probably like two minutes or walk from the beach to the show. Yeah. So that's something that like we're kind of just like keeping an eye on. Um, but I definitely want to get up there cause I have had like, a, I think like four people, including you now, like from up North and everybody's been super nice and just really friendly. So I definitely want to get up there and see a show. Yeah, man. It's, it's definitely become a, like a very welcoming scene up here for sure. Like at one point it was not, and it was very, it was very exclusive and people would beat each other up if they didn't know you. <laughs> and so I'm glad that, that I'm glad that has died down. Like I was, I grew up getting like basically just getting beat up by like grown men and cholos and shit. So like at shows and I stuck around and stopped getting beat up and I'm glad that I stuck around all this time because it's, this scene has become so awesome with so many great bands and so many great friends. So yeah, yeah and definitely come up. We'll hang for sure. Dude, I'm so down. Yeah, I'll, even t- I'll even take you into AKA and maybe you'll see some of the guys like DC walking around. I'll nerd out. Be like, oh, you'll def- <laughs> you'll, you'll more than likely see DC. I see that guy almost every day. Dude. I, I love He's DC. Always, like, got a herd. He's got a herd of children following him every day. Man, uh, how like or how far is the Gilroy from you? Because I know he's like their wrestling coach, like at, at the high school. Yeah, it's like uh, not even twenty minutes away. It's oh, okay. just down one hundred and one. Yeah, okay. it's pretty close. Damn. Yeah. Did you? I'm hear that he's going to come back for one more fight against Stipe. I did hear that, and I, yeah, I'm excited to see that. I want to see him go out on top for sure. Get that belt and come back out. Man, he was doing so. Like, I guess um, his strategy wasn't the best, but I feel like he was doing like good in the fight uh, up until he started getting hit in the body. Yeah, I feel like he had a pretty good game plan, but then he didn't have any answer for that one for sure, which yeah. bummed me out, you know. But it is what it is. I feel like that's going to be a good trilogy fight. Yes. Yeah, and it'll, it'll be like like a nice way to you know end his career, win or lose. Um, because if he loses, he's you know losing to Stipe, who's arguably the best heavyweight champion ever. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, but, Stipe is going to go down as the as the best uh, heavyweight champion for you know he's he fought in an era where the best were competing for sure. So you know, the fight I always wanted to see that they never got to make was. Uh, Stipe versus Kane. Yeah, fuck, man. Yeah, we're, and we're not going to see it because as of today, Kane Velasquez is retired from the UFC. I know that he got uh, he took himself out of the USADA testing pool, but I didn't know that he actually retired today. Yeah, he retired today and announced a signing with WWE. Damn. Well, my buddy, <laughs> uh, my my buddy went to um, the I, I think it was like the twentieth anniversary for SmackDown. And 
Kane came out, uh, you know, during yeah. like, that Brock Lesnar segment, and he was texting me. He was like, "Hey, who's this um this Bane looking guy from the UFC?" And I'm like, "Bane oh looking guy." Yeah, I'm like, "Who the hell are you talking about?" And he's like, "I don't know. He has a brown pride tattooed on his chest." And I'm like, "What the <laughs> fuck?" Like, I I was I, I had no There's idea. Only one guy. Yeah, I, and like I had no idea. So like just just in case, I sent him a, a picture of Kane. I was like, "Wait, is this who you're talking about?" And he's like, "Yeah." Like, who is that? And I'm like, "Dude," I'm like, "That's fucking Kane Velasquez." Like, why is he there? And then he told me that he like beat up Brock and stuff. And then I had to kind of explain their um, history from the UFC. And then my buddy got it and was like, oh, wow. He's like, yeah. He's like, a lot of people didn't know who he was, but um, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, I love that they that they're going with that storyline. You know, I'm not a WWE guy, but man, Kane going to WWE is awesome. You know, like as much as I would love to see him keep fighting, that's so good for him because now he's going to make more money. And now UFC is going to have to have to think about paying all their fighters more money. Otherwise, look at the options that they have and they can just leave, you know? Yeah, because like, look how successful um, Ronda has been since she went over. Yeah, Ronda, Brock, now Kane. Like those are three of their biggest stars of all time. Yeah, which is going to WWE. Which is crazy now because like for me, um, I get to like think about like some of like my heroes in the MMA and how like um, we're in like a new era. Like it's still kind of tribute for me because um, I I, I, it's kind of weird to think about like how long I've actually been following this sport like this closely. Yeah, I know. I've been following this since like middle school. So it's and seeing the growth of it's insane. It's become like worldwide. And now there's so many different promotions promote uh you know making the sport great did you um ever make it out to a strike force when it was around uh i did i i think it was it was strike force or elite xc i don't remember which one but they used to have them over at at the the shark tank all the time damn that's awesome i, I, forgot, I, I forgot who i watched but i remember i remember pulling up and and seeing gilbert melendez walking up and and he said he like gave the whole the head bob to my dad as if they knew each other, and that was pretty funny to me. Damn, I, I love Gilbert. I, I was so bummed uh, at his last fight. Like I kind of wish he never came back, but um, yeah. But he's you know he's it's a fighter. He's got to you know see if he still um, has it or not. But I, yeah. I thought like when he was like the champion strike force, and then came over to the UFC and didn't really have the same success. It just like bummed me out. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it happens, you know. You know, you, you really get to get to test yourself once you once you come to the to the other side. You know, it, even vice versa. You know, like some of the guys have gone to UFC from or gone from UFC to Bellator, like aren't even having that great of success. Like, it's just that the competition seems to be just totally different. Yeah, but I was um, always a fan of the the scrap pack. Oh yeah, yeah, me too. The, the Diaz brothers, and then. Yeah, they got Melendez, and of course. Jake Shields. They got some great fighters. Drake, Jake Shields. Hell yeah. Yeah, but I, I definitely love um, mixed martial arts. I'm really excited to see Nate Diaz fight uh, George Masvidal or Jorge Masvidal. Oh, my God. I cannot wait for that. Yeah. That's who's gone wild in a cage. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. And, like... Obviously, Masvidal has power, and uh, Nate is just like more of like a volume puncher, and like has like he's got so, such an unstoppable force. Like yeah. he's just got something. He just doesn't let let you breathe, and I think that might be a big factor in it. You know, but they are both veterans. They're both 
great fighters. They they're both very well rounded. It'll be a great fight, I think. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that. But I, part of me, again, this is me being biased. I just want to see Nate win. But then also, it'd be great for Masvidal to win because I used to watch his um, street fight videos when he was fighting like, yeah. Kimbo's homie, like in like the the random street. Then they rematched in the backyard. Like I, I never knew like he was going to be like this like good at fighting. Versus oh, yeah. like, you know, a lot of, cause a lot of those people from those street fights never really did anything other than him and Kimbo and like Kimbo wasn't even that good of an MMA fighter. Yeah, no, nah, he, he was legit. And then he ended up, you know, he took it, he ended up taking it seriously and it's definitely paid off for him. Yeah. Coming he's, from the streets of Dade County. He's super, now he's one of the biggest stars in the UFC. Yeah. super good. But trying to think uh, oh the the fight tomorrow um, i i'm i'm picking uh michelle waterson to beat joanna oh you do okay yeah i'm gonna go i'm gonna go against that okay i definitely i got i got joanna with the edge i just feel like she's got she's got something like she's just got that that alpha the alpha feeling to me you know like i i also felt this way with rose so you never know you know mm-hmm. like i thought that she'd beat rose for sure but you know, it, I think it'll be a good fight once again. You know, two two great strikers with two from two different martial arts. You know, I always love to see that. Yeah, man. Speaking of Rose, uh, that knockout in her last fight, just <laughs> she was looking so good, and then she just got slammed like so nasty. Yeah, that was rough. That was rough to watch too. But yeah, that happens. I but you know, I think Rose is gonna come back. She's gonna get that belt again. You know. You think she's going to beat Wei Li Jing or whatever her name is? I think so, but but I think it'll be a good fight. I don't think it'll be easy. Yeah, because like Justin like, Andrade just easy. got got beat up so fast. Yeah, yeah. That wait, what's her name? Wei Ling Chung or is that was that her name? Uh, it's a uh, Wei Li Zhang. I think that's how you Zhang. pronounce it. Oh, okay, yeah. with like a with like an X or something like that. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Oh yeah, those are hard. Those are always hard to to remember. Uh, yeah, she's she's definitely legit. She came up quick too. Yeah, and I know that um, she was having visa um, issues getting back into the country, but they just cleared that up. So I'm pretty sure she's gonna be here for a while. Awesome. Yeah, I definitely want to see her her a lot more for sure. She needs to defend that title. So then we'll really see how really how legit she is. And uh, do you have a favorite Muay Thai fighter? Uh. Not really. Um, one of my big inspirations was uh, Kevin Ross. Oh wow! He's, a, he's an American fighter. Mm-hmm. He he started his uh, his Muay Thai career very late, like at like twenty four. So, you know, that's when I started getting into it. So, that was definitely a big inspiration for me to, you know, MMA. I, I was like, fuck. There's like little kids that are that are becoming black belts, you know, and yeah. So seeing him doing Muay Thai coming from nothing to, to being, you know, a champion. That was, that was big for me to like really start taking it seriously. Knowing uh, that I can do something with it. Yeah. Hell yeah. That, that's awesome. Like I love MMA and I trained it, but I, I knew it wasn't something that I wanted to pursue just cause I knew that at, at that time in my life, I couldn't like fully de- like dedicate myself. So I just, um, kind of just stepped away. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely, it takes a, a certain type of person, you know, and it's no knock on anybody who, who doesn't really like have the commitment to doing it. It's hard. Like it's not easy to, to, 
even just like go to the gym every single day, like yeah. you're expected, you know? But yeah, I mean, even just like going a couple times a week, I mean, I feel like anybody, everybody should do that. You know, every, in a world where everybody knows how to fight, like there's less violence in the streets. Like that's, that's my view. You know, nobody wants to fight somebody if, if there's going to be competition or unless they're going to be getting paid for it. So, yeah. But, but it's also crazy to see like when you're in like the environment of being in like a gym full of killers, like it's kind of crazy, like how humble and nice everyone is. Yeah. And it's definitely an ego breaker. You know, you don't feel like you have something to prove, but every once in a while there is those guys that come into the gym and they don't, they usually don't last very long. Oh yeah. They get, uh, proper treatment yeah yeah and pre- pretty quickly <laughs> they, they learn mm-hmm. they learn and come back or they just don't learn and never and never show their face again or get kicked out or whatever yeah definitely and that's what i like about the gyms too because like everybody's there to learn and everybody's like nice and humble and there's like yeah nobody's just trying to be bullies and try to you know pick on everybody it's just like yeah, way it doesn't, more, it doesn't like do way more chill. for me to beat up somebody who's brand new. It doesn't do anything for them for me to beat them up, you know? Yeah, yeah definitely not. So. Well, yeah. um, Alex, this has definitely been uh, really fun to be able to talk to you. Hell yeah, man. It's a fun conversation. I always like talking fighting and horror and basically, you know, all that stuff, hardcore. It's fun. Yeah. Well, is there anything you want to say before we get off the internet? Uh, yeah, I don't have too much to promote. Uh, just check out green sticker horror podcast. Uh, we're on iTunes and Spotify. So yeah, check that out. If you're into horror, if you're not into horror, if you want to get into it, you know, check it out, see how you like it. Um, yeah, spot, keep an eye out for Spinebreaker. We got some, you know, we're, we're working, you know, quietly and slowly, but we'll have something out sooner than later. So yeah, be on the lookout for that. All right. Well, thank you again, Alex, for coming on. It was definitely a pleasure to be able to talk to you. And, of course. And I'm sure we'll, um, you know, do this again at some point in the future. For sure. Yeah. And when, whenever that drain CD release or whatever happens, hit me up and we'll, we'll hang. I'll take you to the gym or something. All right. I, I definitely will take you up on that offer. So um, yeah, count on that. When drain announces it, I'll hit your line and we'll figure it out. Cool. Sounds good, man. It was fun talking to you. All right. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Jamie K podcast. Always on top.